I, did you hear this story about me and Aaron Rodgers, the former quarterback for the Packers? All right, so uh, what happened is he's a Jets quarterback now. He went on a show on ESPN, the Pat McAfee show, and out of the blue insinuated that I was nervous because the Jeffrey Epstein list was coming out. He said I was hoping it wouldn't and that he was going to pop a bottle of something to celebrate when he did. And then it did come out. And of course, my name wasn't on it and isn't on it and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court. So he could share his proof with like a judge because it almost seemed for a minute there like he was going to go Dr. Seuss on me. I, I do not know Jeff Epstein on a plane. I do not like Jeff Epstein on a boat, <laughs> you know, but he didn't. And then he goes on to insult Aaron Rodgers for six minutes in his monologue about how stupid he is. That's the short version of his long, somewhat funny monologue. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, because in the and then now, you know, Aaron Rodgers is shot back and now Aaron Rodgers is not allowed on the Pat McAfee show anymore. At least I think I read that. Uh, so what to make of all this? Joining us now, she does every Friday, Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Hey, Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. What do you make of the feud between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Jimmy Kimmel? It's a mess, is what I make of it. And look, you can't go and just make even side comments in a public realm if you're a public person. You can't insinuate things, especially horrific things that are going to catch fire because that's what happens in the press and speculation is going to run rampant. And so Aaron Rodgers made these comments and then he's trying to kind of pass the buck to somebody else. And that's not going to fly. You know, you, you said what you said, even if somebody else wrote it, you still have the ability to look at that and go, "Mm, don't think this is a good idea. So he said what he said and to affiliate or connect anybody to Epstein can be like the kiss of death to a career. So if you are standing in a place where you never knew this man, never had anything to do with him, and you are linked to him publicly in the press, I'm surprised Jimmy didn't lash out more, honestly. And the thing is, the things that he said about Aaron, a lot of those things have been said by other people in the past. So, again, if you're sitting in a glass house where you don't have the most sterling, crystal clear reputation... You know, and there's some prickly mist there about you. You don't really want to say anything about anybody because it's going to come back to bite you even more so. The the one thing, I completely agree with all of that, and I could see a lawsuit coming. The one thing about this that oh, I yeah. found interesting is that toward the latter half of the monologue, he said things like, well, it's different when I make fun of people because we have fact checkers. And, I, and then he went on to say a completely untrue thing about President Trump. As, you know, and I'm like... No, you do this a lot. You're untethered from the facts an awful lot, so you're the glass house on the principle of telling the truth. But also, he spent some time talking about how, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, though he's stupid, you know, my short way of saying it, um, is entitled to his opinion. He can say his opinion. And I don't think that uh, he does, he's saying he doesn't think that, uh, you know, sports athletes should not be able to have their opinion. And I thought that was a really interesting danger zone for him, too, because here he has a show predicated on, People with no expertise in fields at all, actors, writers, <laughs> musicians, athletes coming on his show and purporting to offer opinions about all kinds of things. And so his show kind of is in the zone of not asking the expert about the subject matter. You know what I mean? It's all really murky. It yes. really, really is. And he's standing on a stage on a platform where 
just about anything that he says in response can be turned back on him because you do it too. You've insinuated things too. You bring people on to make comments. Like all of those things can come right back at him in a very true and factual way. So he's sitting in an interesting position where it's like, I don't know, you know, did you maybe get a little bit of your own medicine and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good at all. Like you can't help but kind of side eye that and wonder if there's a lesson in this for him too, aside from, initial reaction you know is he actually thinking about this a little more deeply it's not nice when people say mean things about you that aren't true and you do that for a living (laughs) yeah so it's you know exactly exactly and i don't i don't hold out great hope for aaron Rodgers to apologize and i don't hold out great hope for jimmy kimmel to self-reflect but you know miracles happen (laughs) um the golden globes with joe coy I thought he was funny. Given given a guy ten days and put him in this impossible situation, I thought he was sure. Some of the jokes, like the Taylor Swift joke, fell flat. But some of the jokes, like the Robert De Niro at eighty, you know, the greatest performance he ever had was becoming a dad again. You know, I mean, that's funny. That was funny. You know, he had ten days, and overall, you either like his style or you don't. And I, I think he can actually be very funny. So my only issue was when. It was almost like he knew, he, well, he obviously, he knew some things were falling flat, so he started to, like, spiral and blame other people. Well, I only had 10 days. Well, the writer's this. Well, yeah, it's like, that's true. Stand in your moment. Yeah, that's the only thing. You know, the guy had, like, no time, no experience. I, you know, caught him a break all around for that. But when he started to kind of pass the buck and point his finger like a 12-year-old or like the, the family circle, not me, ghost, you know, not me, wasn't me. Yeah. You know, that's where it was like, okay, now you know you're tanking and you're trying to deflect in the middle of doing the job that you're making really good money to do. So that was my only issue. But you know what? It was a huge learning experience. And last minute, I think he did pretty well. Agreed. And you know what he could have done? Because you, you could anticipate that this would happen. And so then you yeah. can kind of game plan, mm-hmm. well, what's how am I going to react when this happens? And if he'd have done it where yeah. he, he could have turned it into a whole gag, like the first joke that fell flat, he really he's like, could've. he could have said, oh, actually, you know, I'm glad that that joke failed because I knew that some of these jokes wouldn't work. I actually brought with me a checklist, so I'm going to keep notes while we're going here. Okay, that one was good. No, exactly. no, that one. And instead of blaming the writers or whatever, just kind of played it as part of the gag. I mean, yeah. that would that would have been funny. Now that I've put eight seconds worth of thought into this uh, Joe Coy thing, what would have been extra funny is if he'd have come out with cue cards in his hand like Letterman used to do and actually yeah. read jokes from them to emphasize the hasty nature of the preparation. And then he could have thrown, okay, it's a good yeah. one to the right, that's a bad one to the left. You know, like he could have been sorting exactly. them on stage. <laughs> um, so many things. There's so many ways he could have spun it. Right. Um, who in their right minds decided it was a good idea to make a George Carlin AI special faking jokes he never made about subjects that weren't around 15 years ago when he died. Nobody in their right minds. Thank you. Good. Period. <laughs> but that's what Nobody. somebody's done, right? And, what is this? Yeah. And yes, there's this company that put out a one hour special and they're, they're, you know, enforcing the fact that this is not George Carlin because he died like 15 years ago. Um, but they're they're actually leaning into this thing. And, yeah, he's making jokes about situations that didn't exist and some pretty horrible things at that. Now, I know Carlin, you know, had a reputation, and he wasn't exactly careful with his subject choices. But still, there are some things in there that I think even he might have not touched. And his family is, they're not lashing out, but they are making sure that if you're going to even consider 
looking into this thing or listening to it that you know that it's not him and that they do not support it in in no way, shape, or form. I I can see ways in which AI might be applied. Like what I'm thinking of is um, audio recordings of comedians on record and then using AI to generate companion video of them saying the jokes like i wouldn't have a problem with that because that's their material still i mean it's still a little weird but that would be but you know writing i mean just write the jokes if you think they're funny write the jokes don't pretend george carlin said it. that's just weird to me um yeah yeah last one is uh i guess there's a book coming out with lisa marie is this right Lisa Marie Presley's official autobiography is coming out. It's scheduled for an October release. And apparently she was working on it at the time of her death. It was her story because so many people had spoken for her. There was so much conflict with Priscilla. There were just, there were so many things. And she wanted to finally put the truth out there and, and what her experiences really have been. Because if you think about it, she, she, you know, she went through the whole family and the connection to Elvis and conflict with Priscilla and being married to Michael Jackson. And she has not really spoken in detail about very many things. So she has stories to tell. And she had asked her daughter Riley to help. And so Riley, once her, her mother had passed, has picked up the baton with that and has poured through hours of audio tape that her mother made for the memoir. And put it together factually and it's reportedly going to be a real scorcher. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, Oh, you'll appreciate this. Somebody had texted him while we're talking. Uh, Wasn't Jimmy Kimmel a host of the man show with girls on trampolines called jugs? (laughs) Maybe he was. Yes, he was. Maybe (laughs) don't throw out of that glass house, you know, maybe just a little bit of reluctance. Yeah. (laughs) I still can see that opening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we all can. Uh, Kate, man, she has our pop culture at (laughs) dailyboom.net. Kate, you're the best. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you.